I have to tell the people about the Patreon. Yes, you do. Patreon.com slash SMDB. SMDB, like so many damn books. For just a dollar, you can join up and you get access to all the exclusive content that I record just for the Patreon. Also, you get to join the book club. The So Many Damn Books book club. It's been some of the best conversations I've had about books. It really always sounds like a blast. I usually like come home and just hear like giggles coming from the library. So it's a great time. You should join. And I would love to have more people join the fray. You may or may not know that Christopher runs this whole show himself on the hosting side, on the technical side, everything. This is a one-man show, truly. He does it all. Support your boy Christopher. Even at the dollar level really helps. So uh, join up patreon.com slash smdb i'd love to have you patreon.com slash smdb on with the show here we go this is why i edit it yeah Man, they make you scroll all the way here. So many, so many, so many damn books. I don't know. Let's just talk about books. Um, that seems safe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, welcome That's to always s- safe. Welcome to so many damn books. I'm Christopher. I'm Drew. And in the damn library today, we have Maris Kreisman. Hi. Hi. Uh, you are. Do you remember all this? You're the creator of Slaughterhouse. Oh yeah. Do you remember I did that? <laughs> And um, <laughs> she's also the publishing outreach lead for Kickstarter. Yes. You used to work as a book editor. Yes. You've done so many different things with books. Yeah, I have. I feel like I've gotten a, a kind of great yeah. view of the whole All the way around. industry. Yeah. What do you drink in there? Well, <laughs> yeah, I'm only I'm drinking this drink by myself. Um, and I, I, that's fine. I'm all right with that. I'm oh. allergic to tomatoes. I can't. Yeah, you're allergic to tomatoes. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And um, and Maris here is. I'm just a little under the weather, so she's yeah. abstaining from the alcoholic drinks tonight, yeah. which means um, I'm drinking for, for three. All of us. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Which uh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I did make my own a uh, Bloody Mary mix this time for what I'm calling the Slaughtering Mary. Um, Bloody oh. Mary, I'm not really sure uh, if she is the actor or acted upon in Bloody Mary. Like, who made Mary bloody? I don't... Mm. Wait. Like, Bloody Mary in the mirror? And she shows up? And she's she is bloody? That's, or is it that she makes you... Yeah, I guess that's the same question oh. you're yeah, asking. Yeah, it's but, bloody or who's know. bloodying what? Yeah. So, uh, this one, I roasted some tomatoes with sriracha on them. And, uh, and then blended those into tomato juice with of course all the things that you put in it we'll have the recipe up on the website so many damn books slash the damn bar um and yeah i highly recommend making your own bloody mary mix that's pretty impressive that's amazing it's really easy especially if you have an emergent pleasure blend <laughs> drinking for three <laughs> there you go yeah but so I bought a bunch of stuff to make Bloody Marys as well as books. Let's talk about what, what we bought. I picked up uh, Jenny Lawson's Furiously yes. Happy, which I'm pretty excited to read. Um, oh, yeah, you got excited about that. Yeah. I can't wait to read it. 
It's got a great cover. I love the that cover. cover. <laughs> just, that cover, that raccoon. Yeah, it's like and a, it's like kind of a little glittery. Or it could be a little bear, and it's just like hi. Yeah. <laughs> Arms out. I like. I I want to hug it, but also realize <laughs> I like probably shouldn't. Yeah. How how vaccinated are you? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then I also uh, just begged and pleaded to get an arc of june the new miranda beverly whitmore oh Uh, very nice because i really like bittersweet so Mm. i'm excited to read this probably in june Mm -hmm. i feel like i can't let that opportunity go by no that makes sense yeah what about you maris um i recently bought what belongs to you by garth greenwell oh wow um and i read it this weekend and it destroyed me but i mean that you know as a compliment right um good sort of destroy yes um you can tell he's a poet and the writing is gorgeous and i'm haunted and it was great do you would you say that it's this year's a little life, like I feel like it's mentioned in the same sort of conversations. I know that like they're very different things. I, I think she's a big, Hanya is a big supporter of Garth's. Mm-hmm. Um, the book that it most reminded me of was Necessary Errors, which is the Caleb oh. Crane book. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, that beautiful light blue cover with yeah, the white buildings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that like, was like students a. Students in Prague. Yes. And that was like a big fat novel mm-hmm. but seemed to have very similar themes issues um and and that i also highly recommend right did you want to mention more you look like sure you more. oh yeah <laughs> I did. um i also wanted to mention american housewife which i absolutely love oh, another great cover too see and, and my feeling is who wrote american housewife I don't helen know this ellis one. oh okay um i love the book so much and felt like but it's good because you're a man saying this and I think that's very encouraging because I looked at the cover and it's this woman on the cover that was like, she she looks quirky, but I am always more for conceptual cover for fiction. Mm-hmm. I like to be able to imagine the characters in the book myself and I hate when they're foisted upon me. Yeah. Yeah, I that makes that sense. Yeah. Um, and the book is so hilarious and deranged in a way that I don't think is conveyed in that cover at all. Wow. Hilarious and deranged. I like the word Yeah, I was going to say, that book has just jumped up several slots. It's it's crazy. It's crazy and I love it. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, All right. Now now it's you again. Yeah, now it's my turn. Um, I bought uh, The Lost Time Accidents by John Ray, um, which... Long-time listeners will know I was very excited that it was coming out, <laughs> and I finally found a, a copy. And uh, I also purchased Girl in the Red Coat by Kate Hamer, which is like Melville House is so excited oh, awesome. because they got a really big rave in the New York Times for it. And um, I don't know. I, I always like the like thriller that's coming over from like abroad. I feel like I can't tell if it's because Melville House is so good on social media that they're, they're so everywhere good. they're so good or if the the book is everywhere it kind of actually feels like the book is in more places than than a usual thing yeah for from right. house yeah definitely and it's hardcover all their stuff's been hardcover recently i feel like they're uh yeah. leveling yeah. up nicely <laughs> why don't we just jump right into to slaughterhouse 90210 Great. and uh yeah so I've been following the Tumblr from its very early days. Thank you. But for 
for any listeners who uh, haven't, uh-huh. it's a pop culture, usually TV or movie, still, and a quote yes. from a book. Yes. That are like uncannily well matched. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, and I, I'm guessing that you've been asked this question before, but I'm curious, are you as you are reading and or watching mm-hmm. things, are you like, oh, hey, that scene would be really cool. I wonder if yes. I can find a book for that. Yes. So I, I, doing the blog has definitely changed the way that I consume media in general. Um, every time I'm reading, I'm looking for a quote to underline in a way that I wasn't th- so thirsty for before. <laughs> um, and every time I'm watching TV, I, I'm certainly trying to think of what what is this scene about and, and what can, how can I summarize it with an apt quotation. <laughs> it's also nice too, because now like watching TV, it's like, I'm working. It's oh, for my job. All I do is work. <laughs> <laughs> um, has, has the process changed since the, I mean, you've been doing yeah. it for so long. What, what, what do you, what's the process like now versus before? Yeah. Um, when I first started the blog, this was in 2009. This is like OG Tumblr days. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> wow. Um, and it was meant to be a goof and mm. I chose a goofy title, Slaughterhouse Nano 2.0. And it was supposed to be about how ridiculous it was when high and low culture mashed up. And like, so, uh, you know, Jersey Shore was a big show at the time. And it was very funny when a Dostoevsky quote would fit well with whatever Snooki was up to. (laughs) Um, and so that was really fun, but the more I did it, the more I was reading contemporary books um, by authors who are alive and promoting their books, and that became really part uh, an important part of what I do on my blog, which is like talk about the books that are being published today. Right. So, um, and I wasn't watching as much reality TV, and I was watching <laughs> I was watching Mad Men and Breaking Bad and all of these wonderful shows that there wasn't as much of a distinction between high and low as, mm-hmm. as there used to be. Um, and so it's really just became more about how these different mediums intersect. I, I think of um, the the blog as sort of a great sort of explanation for something that I, I closely believe for contemporary fiction, which is just that like, you know, I want to re- be reading the sorts of books that are actually like a mirror of the world that I live in. And it could be a warped mirror or uh, just like a strange way of looking at things, but it's someone who's living now that had these thoughts. And so when I look at your blog that like kind of mashes both of those things together, it's like, it's sort of like a nice thing to point to and say like, see, like look how poignant both of these things are when they're put together. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. And yeah, my hope is that if you like the TV that's on now, you will find a book that is published now that will go along with it and we can celebrate both. Yeah. Yeah. I really like the sort of find of it too, where, you know, I'll see Arrested Development still and I don't recognize the book and it sort of gets me excited about that book as well, which is cool. Yeah. That's It's good for discovery. Do you, um, uh, in the published version of the book, I remember the the first one that jumped out at me is there. I forget what the quote with it is, but there's a photo of uh, Beyonce. Yes, and I was like, oh, it's yeah. a Colson Whitehead quote. Yeah, yeah. from um, Zone One, 
and it's a zombie novel. It's a zombie novel. Um, but the the image of Beyonce was the one with um, I think it was from the VMAs. It said feminist in the background. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. Um, and the quote is something like. Um, we choose, we find the heroes that society demands. Something, I paraphrase mm-hmm. that weirdly. But um, yeah, I, I, I was trying to make a point that maybe we are kind of zombies in the way that we think of our <laughs> pop stars. Yeah. And uh, maybe we need a wake up call. Do, do you see um, ways in which, because that, like the VMAs, even more than starting with reality television and using serialized TV feels like a, a step further into just using this stuff to reference like pop culture in general. Mm-hmm. I wanted to grow, go broader with the book. Yeah. Um, I, ha- I had this weird constraint for the blog, which was that I only wanted it to be about TV shows. Okay. Um, and it was a weird rule that I imposed on myself just to like keep a focus. Mm-hmm. And for the book, I wanted it to be a little bit broader. So yeah, there are a bunch of pop stars in there. There's a Taylor Swift quote with a, a Joan Didion. I mean, Taylor Swift image with a Joan Didion quote. Um, and then there's... <laughs> be good the other way around. Too. Yeah, I, absolutely. <laughs> um, Style. Um, <laughs> Um, so you said that you left publishing uh, and like started this blog in the, like in the, in the dust up there. Um, I don't think the Tumblr to book pipeline was a thing just yet, but I'm curious if you thought of the Tumblr as something that could turn into a book when you first gestated the idea. Not at first. At first it was like, I had been a book editor for all of my twenties and when I wasn't anymore, um, I realized that I needed something that was a creative outlet mm-hmm. and I just didn't have that. You know, it was, it was part of my identity for so long that I didn't need anything else. I didn't need a side project at all. Um, so it was just this fun, silly thing that I felt like I could do every day that allowed me to like put my voice out in the world just a little bit. Um, and it took many years in fact, until I was comfortable with the idea of it being a book mm-hmm. um, and partly that's because um, I had to pay per- for permission for all the images that I used oh, right. so <laughs> I had to wait until I had enough followers and enough yeah yeah so that I could get to get the support you needed uh-huh. yeah that makes sense mm-hmm. uh, man I didn't even think about that because I guess on tumblr everything kind of falls under creative commons right yeah I mean, that's what I think. (laughs) (laughs) So instead of taking screen grabs, I went to photo stock houses and and found images that I could use. Wow. Um, Do you um, you ever wish that, I mean, have you ever used a quote or a still and then later on like a quote or a still like would work better with either way and you wish you could reuse? (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes very sneakily I will like, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Reuse the same image, on like the, at least on the blog. Um, I'm trying to think of a good example. It seems like there's a large palette, so it, it doesn't necessitate a lot of reuse. But I feel like some things are so beautiful that you want to use it over and over. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And I did repurpose some quotes for the book. Oh, really? So that we're oh, with, cool. um, with other images. Or even like um, the same quotes that I used on my blog, I used in the book, but with a slightly different image because the screenshot that he used on the blog wasn't available. Wow. Wow. (laughs) 
I'm curious about your role as publishing outreach mm-hmm. at Kickstarter. Yeah. Um, it oh, seems yeah. like so many awesome things come through there. We've Absolutely. been just been like over the moon about everything Ryan North does. He's great. Uh, and he yeah. has a book coming out with Riverhead. Oh my God, Romeo soon. and or Juliet. Yeah. Yes. So he, Ryan North, for listeners, if you don't know, he's this incredible comic book artist. He writes Unbeatable Squirrel Girl for Marvel mm-hmm. right now. And he has an awesome online comic, Dinosaur Comics. But he's also kickstarted. Yes. And it was at the time. One of the biggest publishing got, projects. I think he asked for like $20,000 and he got like $500,000. Around that. For, yes. a, for a choose your own adventure Hamlet to be or not to be that is the adventure (laughs) and now he has now he went the more traditional route for his follow-up he did um Uh, but i'm hoping that he will come back to kickstarter um if you're listening ryan (laughs) (laughs) um for maybe a little um side project right that goes along with that book. So what do you? So what is your sort of role in outreach? Do you just talk to anybody and say like you should come come to me or? Yeah, I mean, I kind of look at it like um, I did when I was a book editor. Like I'm going out and trying to find great projects to then bring in house and get people in house excited about it and um, to promote it really well. So for me, that means yes, talking to individual self published authors is part of it. Um, reaching out to indie publishers has been a big part of it and magazines and websites. Um, and I'm even talking to more traditional publishers about how we can work together to support authors. Wow. That sounds really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like something that you're sort of, it sounds like a job that pulls from a lot, like making up as you sort of go. Is that, there's a lot of making up as we go, (laughs) (laughs) but you know, last year we, I did, um, a campaign with McSweeney's that was really big and great. Um, that's awesome. And you know, Emily books did a a big Kickstarter campaign Mm -hmm. and they now have an imprint with coffee house press and I can't wait for their first book to be out. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's been a variety of different things. It's pretty cool that you are sort of, and I'm wondering if you like ever saw this for yourself, but you're at like at the vanguard in a way of uh-huh. publishing moving forward. Like first with Tumblr, now being at Kickstarter. Like, do you think of yourself in that way of like, oh yeah, I'm one of the first people doing all this stuff? Thank you. Um, no, but, <laughs> but, but let's let's keep that going. <laughs> um, the the funny thing is. Um, the reason that I started the Tumblr and the reason why I'm at Kickstarter was because the job I took after publishing um, when I was laid off in 2008 um, was kind of a dead-end job. It was at this digital retailer, um, and I was unfulfilled and unhappy, but I love my boss there, and he left the company to go start a new company called Kickstarter. (laughs) (laughs) So I was very happy when it was time for me to like officially come on board and work with him. Um, But when I was, when I was at that job at the time, I was so unfulfilled that I needed this creative outlet. So I started the Tumblr. So Mm. um, it just goes to show that even the crappiest situation can, can turn out okay in the end. Do you, so you actually uh, did a quote and still for the book that we read for this episode. Yes. Um, so we read Car- Carolina Vaklaviak's The Invaders. And, um, and what was the... Yes. So the quote from the book is, these women didn't own me. They weren't better than me. 
They were just younger versions of me, and soon they would be me. Mm. Um, and that quote is paired with a still of Julia Louis-Dreyfus guesting on the Amy Schumer show, Inside Amy Schumer, um, in which she plays a Hollywood actress who's past her prime and has to be shipped off on a like a ceremonial boat. Um, and of course, she looks stunning and wonderful and is luminous in it. <laughs> and it just makes everything seem even more ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. She was the perfect actri- actress for that because she was sort of the breakout of of Seinfeld of just like, this woman is beautiful. And she uh-huh. also like played with her um, sex icon status on the show as well. Yeah. Absolutely. And she, I mean, you look at their careers now and she's the one who's still innovating and doing amazing things. Yeah, yeah, big time. Yeah. I mean, not everyone can drive around. <laughs> <laughs> In a taxi. <laughs> Do you want to explain the book and why you, why, I mean, we sort of made you choose yeah. a, a tournament of books book, but why you brought this particular one to yeah, us? Yeah, um, I love Carolina's writing. I loved her debut, which was How to Get Into the Twin Mm-hmm. I have to read it. I really want it's to. $2 radio. It's wonderful. Um, and the invaders really stuck out to me for a number of reasons. One, because I think Carolina is like a wonderful person and um, a great advocate of books. Mm-hmm. Two, because the subject matter is so scintillating. Um, it's about a sleepyish suburban um, seaside town and um, the yuppies who frequent the country club there. And you would think it sounds like, oh, we've heard this a hundred times, but Carolina has done something with this book that has made it feel new and shocking and scary. Um, And and that's really why I love it. Yeah, um, it's basically too... Um, point points of view. You have Cheryl, who is sort of the um, the Julia yes. Louis Dreyfus uh, mm-hmm. of like she's she's somewhat past. I think she's in her early forties, yes. and yeah. she feels like she's past her prime as far as like a trophy wife is concerned. Yes. And she was sort of poor before she was discovered and taken out of her poverty by this gentleman, and so she's been living in this world where she doesn't quite belong right. for a while now. And then the other point of view is the um, husband's son. Yes. From the first marriage. From the so first marriage. So her stepson. Marriage. Yes. Yeah. And um, he's coming back after being kicked out of Dartmouth for missing too much class, and he's like popping every opiate that <laughs> yeah. ex- He's in the, bad news yeah there's there are some parts where he's just like <laughs> picking out any just like a pill like doesn't matter it is a pill yep like it, that's the level of i'm i'm just chewing whatever like pac-manism that comes his way yeah um i read this a uh, couple weekends ago my girlfriend and i went to Cape Cod the weekend it was like really freezing and this is the book that I took with me oh man and so we're like sitting in our our the, with blankets by the fireplace being like this was a terrible idea <laughs> but I was like looking out the window at this sort of little community and being like I wonder what the, like this place I mean I, this book is set in Connecticut but I was like this is it's these a, people yeah. are here absolutely it's when the, the weather's nicer of, yes Hyannisant like, Port instead yeah <laughs> yes um, and and the I guess sort of the inciting factor of the book is 
the invader is just like a fisherman yes. who, who comes by and is and is fishing and doesn't speak English. So of course he is a threat to their way of life. Absolutely, and they do want to like be good trump supporters and build a wall yeah <laughs> it really does the book feels like so it's, precious i know it's so now i know um it is and it's a it's such a strange book with how it goes back and forth and i think that it it might be sort of the dividing line of whether or not you love it or not is how she goes in between these two outsider points of view um because it does seem sort of skewed like you feel like you're getting a very strange um, viewpoint on this community Mm -hmm. from their two sides. I mean, these are the most unreliable narrators around. Yeah. Yeah. Early on in the novel, um, she's like very, like very early in the novel in the first few pages, she's going on a nature trail and, Mm -hmm. um, and she sort of is seen by a guy. She sees that a guy is watching her, and um and like masturb- masturbating and she her thought isn't immediately like some horror she thinks like uh finally my summer is getting interesting <laughs> yeah and that's like your first thought of like if you're going to be interested in this book because yes. like everything past this point Absolutely. is going to be explaining what on earth she means by <laughs> by finally my summer is getting interesting here mm-hmm I, I think that that's where the book breaks away from like the comparisons to, you know, she's gotten every kind of comparison you can imagine. Mm-hmm. There was like an updike kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, anyone who's tried to skewer society, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, there was a Twin Peaks reference, which I think is like maybe a, a, a good one in that behind these facades of this normal-ish town people are violent wrecks right yeah no there did there is that sort of feeling of like log lady ism of Mm -hmm. like (laughs) of um just like the guy who comes through and um tuck i think his name is and he's just always like riding by on the bicycle and he's he's a roosevelt no um he's he's distantly related to some, some president, president. Some president. but yeah. like he at one point is like i know i'm not a kennedy i can't really <laughs> get away with this <laughs> Yo, what did you read and where did you read it did you like the book would you ever reread it did the words sink in do you have a question did you understand what's your comprehension reading comprehension reading comprehension i feel like it is a dividing book, though. I mean, if you just look at Goodreads, it seems like people <laughs> fall on either side of whether and what they think of this. Um, and what do you guys think accounts for that sort of divide? You know, my feeling is Carolina does see the world in a very skewed way, and that's why I love her, and that's why I love her writing. Um, I can imagine that not everyone has the stomach for it. Yeah. And yeah, there's okay. something about the way that it um it's very uncompromising mm-hmm. in the way that it presents very complex situations and circumstances relating to wealth, relating to sex, relating to like drug use, relating to uh, emotional um I don't know, bitchiness between people like <laughs> and it it presents it in such a way that 
it's I think it'd be very easy for someone to see themselves in the other characters in this town, like the oh. not Cheryls and the not Teddies, and to feel very uncomfortable about the oh, like. Oh, that's funny. Oh. Yeah, sometimes I ostracize members of my community for reasons that don't really make sense. I am deeply... So, un- so but, it's like a guilt thing that you... But like, it, like, it's in, a, their- in a subconscious way, in that uh, way like where you don't, you don't see yourself as... Because maybe you see yourself as the Cheryl, but in reality, there is, there's always another Cheryl. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, you unconsciously like dislike the people that are showing you the worst part of yourself. Yeah. Sort of in that way. Absolutely. And certainly this isn't a book for people who care about, oh, is it the protagonist likable? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, if, not if, a, that's, if that's your thing. If you need a likable then... protagonist, uh, go to something else maybe. Yeah. Um, but it, 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 I think it was, I thought of it as sort of a, a real modern update of uh, The Awakening. Sure. I saw like a oh. lot of parallels there um, of just... And that's what it's Kate Chopin. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just like the sort of a lot, there's a lot of parallels of like a community that doesn't understand her. And, and, and I think like bringing that forward and then giving it one more side of like, what does, you know, what does Kate, the, the um, narrator in the awakening, what mm-hmm. does she actually look like? to the other people. Right. Mm-hmm. And so you do get with Teddy's um, right. perspective. perspective, you see, you see that what she sort of looks like to everyone else around her as well. I mean, again, in that like very prescient way with everything that's going on politically Absolutely. right now, it just feels like it feels weirdly, especially for if you're not living in a community like that, sort of being able to sort of get a sense of like, how how the other half lives in terms of the rich folks, but also like crazy people, mm-hmm. yeah. regardless of money. Yeah. They're all nuts. Absolutely. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I think, I mean, I was turning, flipping pages through this book. I was so excited to read it. So thank you for um, re- recommending it. Yeah. It's a pleasure. I yeah. It- and it's got a strange, I have no idea about its shot in the tournament. It feels like, it really depends on who gets it because it really is polarizing. And the the other thing about this is that I know that there's a deal with ABC to make it a nighttime. Wow, that's TV really show. interesting. It kind of feels, in some ways, like at some point she saw like the first season of Desperate Housewives and uh-huh. was like, "I'm gonna file this away because I can do this better." At some absolutely, point. I was gonna say like it's kind of like. David Lynch tries to do Desperate Housewives <laughs> like in a in a better like scarier like they gave him four episodes of it and you're just like well those were very strange yes yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so it looks it's in the eighth round mm-hmm. uh, and it's up it's a it is admittedly a third round or a third seed which is nice but it's up against Paul Beatty's The Sellout which another biting satire indeed but i i i think that the sellout is gonna go pretty far me too i i would almost bet on it to win the whole thing really yeah Ooh, Ooh. that's interesting yeah i it's one of my it's definitely one of my final four yeah that's not what i would choose i choose i choose the turner house to win Ooh. Ooh. yeah another great one <laughs> 
it's always the question of what do you want to win versus what do you think is going to win. Um, I really want Fates and Furies to win. Yeah. Oh, I loved that book. I'm just excited about this tournament. I'm glad that it's starting and now we're in it. We're right before. That's why there's a little bit of um, of sriracha in this Bloody Mary mix. <laughs> <laughs> adding a little rooster nice. to yeah. everything. Um, and I think I'm going to be adding sriracha to all the cocktails for the entire month. So, Oh my gosh. That <laughs> feels right. And As also, long as you don't make me do a shot. I'm not going to make you do a shot of <laughs> sriracha, <laughs> um, which is something that Drew did the first night that I met him. Um, yeah. Wouldn't recommend it. It has the consistency of like a gazpacho. Ooh. So you're like, ah, oh, it doesn't really go down as a shot. <laughs> um, and then you st- your throat starts to sort of feel like it's closing. <laughs> Not recommended. I've lost my chance. What was I talking about? <laughs> Sorry about it. How did we get here? Where do we go? <laughs> But, you know, everyone's done their tournament reading, so now what do we recommend oh, to yeah. people? Let's let's recommend a book or two to folks. For, How do we feel? Um, um, do you want to go first? You you look all excited. Okay. <laughs> Queen of the Night, Alexander Chi. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. It is epic. Um, it's, you know, many hundreds of pages, but it uh, flies by. And it's a historical novel about an opera singer in Paris um, in the 1800s and it has immense wonderful detail and I learned so much about the time period and the opera but but what it actually is is a like really really steamy romance wow that's a nice pitch so it has all the smarts that you're looking for in, in a great historical book but it's hot wow I'm really excited. I'm about re- it. yeah, me too. It's right up there, and I'm gonna. I'm so looks so nice to too. Yes. That that uh, dust, jacket jacket, dust jacket spine is really. Yeah. Um, anything else, Maris? What else? Oh, I'm reading. Um, right now, I'm reading "Girls on Fire" by Robin Wasserman, and that comes out in June. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am loving it. Um, it kind of reminds me of. Let, let me think of. It reminds me of Heather's. Meets yeah. Paradise Lost about the West Memphis Three. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. But it's all a teen kind of drama novel. So yeah. Seems like the sort of thing um we need to get into what's his face's hands. Uh the guy that's not the matchbox twenty singer, Rob Thomas. Oh, other Rob <laughs> Thomas. Veronica Mars, Rob yes. Thomas. Ron- yeah. The o- I was like, David Simon? <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely Rob Thomas. Yeah, that's that's perfect. And, you, and it it really reminds me of um, Megan Abbott's novels, which I love. Mysteries yeah. about teenage girls who Dare are- Me by her is one of my yeah. absolute favorite books. Yeah. I read that year. It yeah. came out, whatever that was, 5,000 years ago. <laughs> who Who knows? <laughs> There are so many damn books since then. (laughs) 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 What do you recommend, Joseph? Um, The second release in the Hogarth Shakespeare's uh, Shylock is My Name by Howard Jacobson. Oh, cool. Former Uh, Tournament of Books contender. Yeah. He... Merchant of Venice is a is a tough play to think about in a modern context because it's 
Uh, it's just straight up anti-Semitic. Um, so yeah, sure. Why not take one of the, like the preeminent Jewish authors of our day, mm-hmm. and he and try to redeem it. He transports Shylock into the modern day oh. and sets him up with this guy uh, Simon Strulovich with like who, a time machine, or he just sort of it's like <laughs> it's unclear the whole time if he's real or not, which oh. is kind of cool. Hmm. But so this Simon character is sort of going through a similar thing, like he. Um, pound of flesh thing yeah he's being slighted <laughs> there's it, the pound of man uh there's a lot of circumcision talk relating to the sure. pound of flesh thing it's uh it's but also it's like just these two guys so it's howard jacobson basically being like if i could talk to shylock here's what we would talk about and it it's gripping because it's just these two guys being like so yeah how has the world changed? Has it changed? Does it matter? Are we good people? Oh, that, that's the excellent question. <laughs> yeah. I love that question for fiction to explore for me. I, yeah, I was <laughs> very pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Mm, um, it doesn't redeem the play, but like you kind of, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. How about you? I'm going to recommend one thing that is book related, Ooh. which is I highly recommend, uh, spending some time reorganizing your books. Uh, <laughs> I just my best. favorite pastime. It's, <laughs> it's it, especially if you're like a book collector and a book owner, it is so much fun to go through and look at what you have. And I just um I just redid the damn library shelves for um a bookshelf full of books I have not read and a bookshelf full of books I have read. Mm. Um and so that's exciting. Uh, and it was just like a wonderful few hours of just like reveling in all the Did books. Did you take them great. all out and then put them all, or or was there more? It was it was slower than that because at first it was like, did I read this book yet? Mm. And like moving those back and forth. Sure. Um, really fun, really fun way to spend some time. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of relaxing too. It's oh. incredibly relaxing. Yeah, it's relaxing. It actually, and and now I have um a. A picture of my bookshelf of books I have not read yet. That's great to look at anytime I'm in a bookstore. <laughs> to look at and remember, like I've got so much. <laughs> Do I need this? You just make it your your cell phone uh, desktop the, or the backdrop. Yeah. So yeah. when you, yeah when you go to open your phone, uh, oh uh, <laughs> can't get anything today. I have no, I can't. I have to read. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming yeah, by, Maris. Yeah, thanks for coming by. Been, like, pleasure. So thanks fun. for having me. Yeah. And uh, go and buy her book, Slaughterhouse 90210. It's on uh, newsstands now. <laughs> and uh, the blog is continually updated and always awesome. So Thank you. So at the very least, at the that's like the least literally oh, that you can yeah, get. It's, it's, <laughs> it's one click. <laughs> and you and, get so much for that one click. And there we'll put go. a few of our favorites, uh, links to some of our favorites on the So Many Damn Books uh, episode yeah. page. Oh, good cool yeah yeah well, um, uh, oh and so now as far as a little bit of podcast business goes we are now weekly um for the mar- month of march um so tune in every week for following us for up to the minute tournament of books uh coverage yep recaps uh, interviews uh next week we'll be speaking with christopher's bet to win it all angela flournoy yeah author that's of the right Turner House. so exciting so tune in and uh we are gonna have some really fun times this month